Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. 14 and 15, see? Got it right the first time. Uh, you missed us last week because I was in Costa Rica, so hola, everyone. That's getting used to getting back to the English here as we're back stateside. Those hard mission trips, yes. Ah, man, I'm tired. But Welcome back. Thank you, but here we are. So we've missed two weeks in our series, R for Relevance, which week... Uh, two weeks ago, right? Yeah, two weeks ago was Sodom and Gomorrah's story, which was uh, Jeff's sermon. And then last week was uh, Genocide in Jericho by Andy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's start with Sodom and Gomorrah. What did we miss? What did we, uh, what did we cover? Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting topic. I would really thank Bill Crofton for these. Yeah, and uh, I think it's probably Jeff wants to preach that one very often. <laughs> he, he really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, it's, always, it's always a difficult one when you read these stories from the Bible. And Andy, I think, mentioned it the week before, that we kind of look through that and we try to figure it out. Why is this story here? And um, after reading it, it's not just that story that I've that I realized was extremely important. It was the process of those five verses or those five chapters altogether. Cause you start to understand how God looks at that whole piece and how I think he was moving in the life of Abraham through all of that. I'm not just the, the destruction of this, these two cities, but how he worked through this uh, little bantering between he and Abraham a couple chapters before actually a chapter before and how some of these uh, journey, these little pieces that were steps along Abraham's journey and Sodom and Gomorrah fit in that, uh, in that process or that, that journey of, of learning. And I think uh, as we looked at it, as I, as I looked at it, I realized, wow, there's some real stark contrasts here. Yeah. And I, and I always wondered why are they, they so intent on sharing about Abraham's, going to get a, you know, a calf and telling Sarah to, uh, you know, go fix some bread and put it on the, you know, why, why was that so important? And all of a sudden I realized the stark contrast between how these angels were, were treated by Abraham and how he had looked at, upon them and how they were treated when they came to the city. Yeah. And, um, so as I look at all of us, we have these preconceived understandings and we kind of go forward with Sodom and Gomorrah's story. We have these ideas about what, what it really was about. But if you read in Ezekiel, Ezekiel mentions that, that the real reason why that city was destroyed was because of their lack of justice. When people were crying out for uh, mercy and, and a sense of uh, even grace and peace, they were given nothing but uh, Pure anger and evil and wickedness and so forth that came out of that city. Well, it mentions, I think it mentions. Does it mention greed and just injustice yeah. in general? Yeah. And um, and the and these injustices were not just given to these people. There was there was no way because of their understanding of how they treated anybody who came into the city. And we know that Lot came into the city. He was at the gate, actually, when these angels meet him. So the way in which these people not only treated people who were even there a part of them, but how they treated anybody who came into that city. Um, 
there was no way for those people in that town to hear anything other than what they already had. And that's where I think God stepped in and said, those cries come up to me and I've got to do something about it. We like the idea, I think, of the of the city being destroyed for really bad things behaviors. that aren't exactly our behaviors. Yeah. yeah. You know, but when all of a sudden when it comes to not bringing justice to people who are suffering injustice, now it's sort of getting a little too close to home. You know? no, <laughs> it's yes, like, it nuts. That, yeah. no, I can relate to that. So yeah. you're saying it's not just about, yeah, it's not just about the, uh, well, they got what they deserved. Right. Yeah. Right. And that seems to be the obvious focus too many times. If you're just reading it over without any extra thought, that's probably what you're taking away from it. Yeah, there's there's some, the banter between Abraham and and this angel who it's actually is named as God and you know there's a really interesting thing there that he keeps you know lowering the bar for them <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Abraham keeps saying well what if there's because in Abraham's mind it's it's a conflict he knows that his family is down there right. and he's thinking now it's gotten pretty because it lots it looks like Lot's huge group that when he left Abraham's family now is dwindled down to basically he and his wife and a couple of daughters. Yeah. Um, so Abraham's probably thinking, you know, I, I hope from from all of them that went there, there's still yeah. some left. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you know when when Bill wrote the series out, he had sort of emphasized the, the, that portion where Abraham's really pleading for another. So it's this yeah. whole idea of intercessory, intercessory prayer and this look, you know, trying trying to really reach out for the benefit of someone besides ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yet they didn't find, I mean, the visitor, the visiting angels didn't find that. Only from, only from Lot. Yeah. yeah right. Well, I don't know. I think that's the part that I, there was another piece that I thought was interesting was when we think of righteous and the, the word actually is a, a tzedek. It's a, it's a Hebrew word for coming back to way it was God had meant it to be. Okay. Coming back and being at peace or being in relationship with God, and um, and even it says Abraham, his belief counted as righteousness. Okay. So when you think about it, the the city of Sodom and Gomorrah or the cities probably didn't have anybody in a, in a sense that were righteous or that could come to that belief like Abraham. Had. Sure. So what God's hearing is he's hearing cries of people who are saying, we want to have that, but we can't get it. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's the part that I think was where God had to step in and said, I need to, to you know, I need to, I need to be who I am to Abraham. I need to figure out. So there's a, there's another side of it. And there's, there's two angels that go down and take lot and he doesn't even want to go. And you know, his wife, uh, he turns back and so forth and the, the girls, you start to realize, wait a minute, Lot isn't even one of those those people. <laughs> and um, but I have this idea. This is just a this is just between us three and then whoever is listening. But I think that that <laughs> that, <laughs> that last angel that, that we that identified that Abraham calls God. I think that last angel went down there to be with the people who were crying out. In other words, he says he wants to go but he wants to go down himself, but there's only two that go down. The next chapter's only got two people. So I'd like to think that God's down there in the midst of their 
amidst of all that's trying going to bring, on. Trying to bring some justice to an unjust trying society. Trying to bring justice to an unjust society. Yeah. Well, I never thought, I mean, that's, I guess that's why we do these, right? Yeah. Hopefully find another way to think about things that uh, maybe we haven't uh, looked at through that lens before. Yeah, it's not in the Bible, so I can't really say that. <laughs> it's total speculation it's by total, Jeff. I have yeah. no responsibility for this whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I think our speculation might be right. Sometimes it Well, he does say he's going to go down to see yeah. for himself. So. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then on to on to Jericho, genocide in Jericho. Where did we? Uh... Oh my lands! <laughs> uh, it was um, a challenging story, of course, to to work with as well. As well, um, it was. It's interesting. I would use the Bible Project, a little clip from the Bible Project in the sermon that helped understand that uh, how how there's some texts that say go and kill everybody, destroy them all, don't leave anything living uh, there in the city, and then. Other texts that after they're supposed to have done that to a city, there's still people living in that city. And so you have to recognize there's some kind of hyperbole going on in the way it's being described. So um, you, you, can't, you can't destroy everybody in a city and then also not intermarry with – not worry about not intermarrying or doing business with the people of that city because right. they're all gone if you've killed them all. But uh, it's the, <laughs> the, the real sort of back and forth there. I think, I think for me it was really interesting to, to sort of think about Jericho as – personifying all the impossibilities that we face. Uh, the children of Israel have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They finally get to not eat manna anymore. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine manna three times a day for 40 years? I kind of can. I've just yeah. been in Costa Rica. Rice and beans was the manna of the 10-day trip. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yep. And, and then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're there, and they're having this opportunity now to enter the Canaan land one more time after 40 years before they had the chance. And so the first thing they face after they cross the Jordan River, miraculously water opening up again like the Red Sea, is they face this fortified, impregnable, impossible city. And I think that really in Scripture, that city represents the impossibilities we all face, uh, things that are just bigger than we can think we can handle. And is there any way we can do it? And God chooses this crazy notion uh, the, the story we all know, walking around the city one day quietly and the next day one time quietly for six days and then seven times around the seventh day, the shout, the trumpets, the walls fall down. I can't imagine, I talked about in the sermon, that when he came back with that plan to the soldiers, <laughs> and, you know, Israel guys that have been like the, the, the commandos that are working out thinking we get to go to war, you know. And he says, hey, well, this is the plan. They're like, sure, yeah, that sounds like a real good plan. You know, like they, they, just the total impossibility of it. And then yet they follow the plan, and what can't be done happens. And I really think that's one of the essences of the story for us. Um, it certainly wasn't genocide in the sense of uh, ethnic cleansing kind of thing. It was, it was a, a, a preparing a place for God's people. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the Canaanites are people that had had a lot of opportunity prior. They knew the stories of the Exodus. They knew the stories of the the wanderings of the wilderness, this, they, had, they had heard the news. Sure. And the scripture says they were so scared they wouldn't let anybody go in and out of the city because they were terrified of the Israelites. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was really a, it's a fascinating story all the way around. Well, I, I think that's one, what you alluded to earlier, when people will look at Christianity and its history and say, well, man, you know, the kind of the argument against God being a God of love and a mm-hmm. God of justice, it's like, how does a God... And I think we put it in today's 
maybe in today's headlines and say, you know, if a God came and wiped out New York City and God said, you know, go and do this, I mean, how could that be just? And yet you hear about those things where, you know, go and annihilate everything, don't let anyone live and do mm-hmm. all this. And people go, well, man, that's that's pretty hardcore. How can a God of love be that? But then when you, like you said, we have to have to come and kind of realize that there's a more to the story than just the words that you're reading. Well, it's really important, I think, that one of the things that really came out in the Bible Project to me was the fact that this was a directive of God for a specific people in a specific place who had had a specific opportunity, the Canaanites. It wasn't for all the Canaanites. Oh, we're going to talk about Rahab this next week. She she didn't get destroyed in Jericho because she chose to want to serve God. I mean, it right. was, you know, the, and, and there was an allowance for the Gibeonites, were a whole other group of people in the Cana as well. They had decided, hey, you know, we're going to side with the, the God of Israel, and they, they had come over. So it wasn't just a carte blanche wiping out, as it, as it seems. It was really a, a, a way to remove a, a people group that were a danger to God's people. Uh, yeah. They'd had a chance. They could, have, they, could have, they could have joined them. They chose not to. And, of course... Ephesians chapter 2 says we're all children of wrath. The reality is we're all dead men walking, um, and, and yet we worry about them getting killed. It's like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> this, this is sort of the, 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 the plan. But um, uh, Israel, Israel could have been overcome by the, the Canaanites. They, would have, they could have been by, by moral failures, by actual battles. But God says, no, we're going to set the Canaanites aside and let you be able to have the land. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So again, looking at, at both of these stories, I think uh, it warrants, if you haven't actually had a chance to look at those, go back to the website, hospitalchurch.org, and click on the Sermons tab and go into Archive, and on the upper left there, you'll see Rated R for Relevant. Everything will be there because, you know, these kinds of stories where, you know, we've talked about, we started with Samson and all these stories that can be difficult to tell, and because in, uh, Rahab probably isn't going to get any easier, and that's yours, right, Andy? Uh, well, maybe Bill Croft, as we're having that debate right now. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, we're going to stick him with it? Good. He deserves well, he wrote it. the series. Actually, I'd like to trade him the next week about life in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So do go back and check out those two, uh, both of those sermons, and uh, you'll get a broader idea of what we're talking about here. And uh, uh, we weren't as prepared as always just because we were all, I was gone and, and I haven't actually had a chance to, to do both of these. But we'll be back to normal next week when we hit episode 15, which will, again, as Andy said, will be on Rahab <laughs> and, uh, and continuing on with that series. So I would also like you to go back and check out uh, if you've missed any previous episodes. You can always find everything at hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. That will take you to our speaker page. It's also on iTunes. You can search for us there. And if you have any comments about the last two weeks, this is uh, good stuff. And if there's anything that struck a nerve or hit a button or just needs a comment, we'd be happy to answer those next week. You can text us at 407-965-1607. I've been told email's outdated, but for those of you who still use that medium like me, go to send an email to podcast at hospitalchurch.org. So we're going to let you guys all off the hook early this week. Uh, Usually we're just pushing the limits to the 15 minutes of conversation, open and entry and exit. And this week we'll let you off a little bit quicker, but do, do, uh, do, 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 don't do, do, do. Actually (laughs) come back and join us next week for episode 
episode 15 in Rahab and figure out how she fits into this ongoing narrative. It might be Andy, might be Bill. And if it's Bill, we'll make sure that Try he, to get him here. We'll, we'll oh, get him we'll here. Get, we'll get him here. I yeah. told him that he would uh, he would have to do that. Whatever one he got stuck That's with, right. he would have to come in and do that with us. So <laughs> until next week, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all for episode 15.